Borg. Lower your shields and surrender your ships. We will add your biological and technological distinctiveness to our own. Your culture will adapt to service us. Resistance is futile. The Borg are an amalgam of cybernetically enhanced humanoid drones of multiple species. Organized as an interconnected collective with a hive mind inhabiting a vast region of space. They operate towards one single-minded purpose. To add the biological and technological distinctiveness of other species to their own in the pursuit of perfection. They are the adversary of autonomy. The definition of slavery. They are the juggernauts of an infinite number of quadrants and parallel dimensions, including the mirror universe. The mirror universe has never been so treacherous. Hello and welcome to the Ready Room, the Treks and Sci-Fi Microcast. I'm Kenny, and I play the Captain, Nathaniel Quinn. And I'm Rick, I play uh, the evil Dr. Margon in the uh, alternate universe, and the nice Counselor Margon in the regular universe. I'm Jen, I play Commander Savril and Lieutenant Ryla Drent. For today's Ready Room, we have three more posts, which will conclude Season 8 Jen, Rick, and I will discuss the past Season 8, and then for the final thoughts, we will discuss what's coming up for Season 9. So let's move on to the story so far. We are the Borg. Life as you know it is over. You have entered our RPG space. You will adapt to the story so far. For our first post, it's a post written by Hawkeye Meds, and it will be read by Hawkeye Meds. Joseph watched Catan lean against the wall. The Klingon's brow raised slightly and looked back at the Kalan. Joseph nodded. No words were needed. The two friends knew each other well enough. Patting the Klingon's shoulder, Joseph turned. Hey, where are you heading? Stopping, Joseph turned back. An hour, thinking my go check on Susan. She... Well, you know. What about you? Catan smiled. I think I'll go for that walk. I've, um, I've got something to show you later on. Catan turned and walked off, and Joseph watched him before returning to the thoughts of Susan. He headed to the turbo lift and stopped to look through a viewport window and watched the stars. His family had been long dead, and his brother was out on a new mission. Suddenly, a distant memory popped back into his head. Theron's mission and Seville... The two were connected. He'd first decided not to say anything and put his report on a pad, just in case he lost his life. Putting his head against the glass, he closed his eyes. Should he say something? And was this the right time? He took a deep breath and tapped his combadge. Computer. Locates of... Susan Kane. For our second post today, it's a joint post by Jen, Just X, and Star Trek Fanatic 5, and read by Jen. I don't see the necessity in preparing this craft, Siren said softly from her seat at the Aurora's secondary console. We can arrange transport back to my universe. My attendant has already safely returned. Arya, dressed in a black, rankless version of the Starfleet uniform, sighed. Twin daggers that were once a gift from her father were holstered near the small of her back as backup to the pulse phaser on her side. She did not feel that this was an issue up for debate. I understand that you have your fleet, but this ship has an important place in our family. Marin and Naval have found safety here on numerous occasions. It's home, and it's also designed to combat the Borg of our universe. I am quite versed in combating the Borg, Siren replied. She had been a part of the design of the ship. Much had changed since those initial designs, but the lines of the runabout's form was one of the last projects that she'd worked on. I am also somewhat familiar with the concepts behind this ship. 
I concede that mother would do well by having a part of her life with her while we recover our brother. I can't help but worry about what might be happening to him, Arya said. It is probable that he has been provided with minimal implants and placed in a maturation chamber. I have no doubt that we will be able to safely remove the implants, but I am concerned about potential aging issues. His recovery will be a priority of the Borg Cooperative. Arya shivered at the name. You claim to be distant from the Borg, but you use their name to identify yourself. How does that help your people? It doesn't, Arya conceded. We are not the Borg. We do not operate like them. We are here to bring order to the universe and protect those who cannot protect themselves. In a way, we are more like our nascent ancestors than the Borg. We are more protectors and caretakers than locusts. So why do you call yourself the Borg Cooperative? Siren thought on it a long moment, then transmitted a new command to her people. You're right. We shouldn't. Call us caretakers. Siren and Arya turned to see Commander Savril step through the door of the Aurora. She was outfitted in a black jumpsuit. On her hips, she wore a pulse phaser, a tricorder, and a pattern enhancer. On her back, she carried an equipment kit, a phase rifle, and a pack of clothing. In her right hand, Savril carried a case that housed her violin, the only means she had for suppressing emotion. Their mother was effectively geared for combat, and logically prepared for a prolonged sojourn. She wordlessly stored her baggage in the stowage bay, then carefully secured her instrument case in a nearby alcove. As Savril stood to approach the cabin, she felt a stab of pain in her upper back and looked up to see Siren standing before her. Stop it, Arya said, as she leapt from her seat to break the Borg-like connection between Siren, the caretaker, and her mother. An instant later, Savril's wide, terror-sick eyes reverted to their natural color, as did her skin and hair. Its length poured down her back in raven waves, and the long, tapered ears that rose above the crown of her head quickly became the delicate sensory organs of a vulcanoid. I wanted to see my mother as she appears naturally. Our brother will be comforted by her true form, Siren said, and retracted the tubes, forgetting that Savril had not actually raised her in the current timeline. You should have asked her permission, Arya replied coolly. I am a queen. We are not accustomed to asking for permission. No offense was intended, Siren said, and looked slowly over the restored form of her mother. When did you and father decide to have more children? I assumed that you would never get over your past. Commander Savril studied her hands, marveling at the transformation she'd undergone. Then, she flicked her gaze to the young woman as the visions she experienced on the bridge spilled once more into her carefully guarded thoughts. Savril started to speak, but thought better of it, and moved to the cabin to continue pre-flight preparations. After a moment of awkward silence, she quietly answered Siren. As I've mentioned before, the sum of my experiences in this timeline has altered me. She paused as she pondered the carefully worded sentence. There was no past to remember until now. I do not know how to process it, and therefore cannot answer your question. Siren nodded to herself before continuing, still refusing to take into account that her mother did not actually give birth to her. Part of her hoped that she could restore the family she lost, even if it included a clone twin that she never asked for, and the other part ignored that which she found unpleasant. After we save my brother, will you consider staying for a while? I wish my mother to be present during my delivery, and I could use your assistance in helping my universe. Savril had no intention of staying if she was fortunate enough to save Naval, prolonging the trauma her son no doubt experienced would not be in his best interests. But now is not the time to inform Siren of that. Savril required her help, and risking the Queen's anger would not accomplish the Commander's only goal. Savril's hands continued to dance over the panel, as she and Arya worked to ready the runabout. Siren had mentioned a delivery. Was she expecting a child? Savril paused and glanced up at the young woman standing at her side. Your delivery, she inquired in an even tone. Siren smiled her loveliest smile and looked down at Savril. Yes, mother, I am. With a daughter born of two powerful bloodlines, 
You and father will be grandparents. She will be a princess among my people. Arya simply stared at the woman she was slowly coming to see as her elder sister, then activated her own nanites to begin the slow process of returning to her natural appearance. Was this by choice? I can't see myself becoming a mother anytime soon. Siren nodded. You know as well as I that the machines in our bodies prevent any pregnancies we do not allow. As you've pointed out, we are not the Borg. We welcome the diversity that new life brings to our harmony. Savril was barely 50 years old, a young woman in Vulcan terms. Her daughters, by comparison, were babies. A strand of dark hair hit her arched brow. She pushed it behind her ear and turned back to the panel. Savril found the news abrupt, but so was Siren in her re-emergence. It was difficult to know how to respond to the young woman's fluent manner. She cautiously addressed the smiling woman. I am pleased, daughter. She paused briefly, glancing to Arya first, and then Siren. Are you bonded? No, mother. But it wasn't like you were bonded when I was conceived. I will have the entirety of my people to help me raise my daughter. The presence of her father isn't needed. I would also hate to pull Nathan from his duties with Starfleet to be her father. I will speak of him to her, and should she ever wish to meet him, I would be honored to arrange it. You and the captain, Arya's eyes grew wide at the revelation. The shock was obvious on her face. He was one that she would never have chosen to take as a mate. Siren nodded. We were quite intimate during his visit to my vessel. I would also ask that this not be mentioned to father for the time being. He could be quite protective at times. Obviously not enough, Arya added under her breath as she brought the departure sequence to the ready. With the preparations complete, Siren reached out with her mind in search of Captain Quinn. They needed to have a very long personal conversation about the child they were now expecting. The last post of Season 8 was written by Star Trek Fanatic 5 and Just X and will be read by Star Trek Fanatic 5. As the runabout Aurora cleared the shuttle bay and headed in the direction of the slowly closing rift, Siren ran a hand through her hair. She quietly extended her mind back towards the Arabella. Nathan, I am glad that you are back home, but there are things that you must know, Siren projected. In our connection, a part of you remained with me. We are going to be parents of a very special little girl, one that I will not deny in knowing what a great man her father is. Quinn felt sick to his stomach as his words sank in. His legs began to shake as he staggered back and fell into the captain's chair. He looked up one last time to see the rift close in a brilliant flash of light. No! He cried out loud as a tear slid down his cheek. So that is the end of season eight. That's our final post. Um, what have we thought of season eight, guys? I thought it was wow. really good. It was, it was really, really good. Really, really good. Yeah. It was great. Very yeah, involved. There, yeah, so there were some very detailed posts mm-hmm. going on. I mean, does, do you think it lived up to what we anticipated at the beginning of the season? I think, I think so. in some aspects it did. There's only a few of the aspects that didn't, and that's just because people got busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, but our, but the same story, I think, came out of it. It did. You know, for the most part. I mean, we did go to the Mirror Universe, and Quinn did get bounced around from group to group. Um, and then the whole Klingon alliance side. Yeah. That's All right. Great. That's it. So great. <laughs> End of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're real talking to today. <laughs> All right. Just a minute. I'm, I'm reading my newspaper. I'll, I'll just a minute. Uh, okay. Um, so, is there anything specific we want to talk about? Yeah, maybe we should talk about the last three weeks or so that we haven't discussed. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's start with Quinn, since yep. he would. Um, so he wound up uh, connecting with Servril, the Mirror Universe Servril, mm-hmm. and Reese was with them. And when uh, they actually, Servril helped Quinn contact the Borg Queen, mm-hmm. or no, the uh, Cooperative Queen. 
and just as they were connecting and communicating with her, um, who was it that jumped in? And it was um, David Reese, which was the yes, Emperor's henchman. That's right. And he he had delusions of grandeur. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. And he wound up killing Reese, um, the alternate universe Reese again. Actually. By- Blowing a big hole in him. Well, Re- yeah, Reese wound up sacrificing himself again for Quinn, which he did in the regular yes, universe. That's right. So it was kind of ironic that, you know, he died the same way, saving his friend. kind of cool. Yeah. And then uh, Savril was also shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was still alive. But right. just just as uh, David was about to kill Quinn, the cooperative queen transported him away. And he just happened to be holding Savril. So Savril went with him, um, and then uh, he met the cooperative queen. She injected him to to heal his, you know, because he he got injected with Borg nanites, and was a, and was slowly changing. So she wanted to repair all that, and so she injected him. Unbeknownst to him, she took a DNA sample, and we find out towards the end, actually in the last post yeah. of the season, that mm-hmm. she. Nice. Impregnated herself, yes, and now she's gonna have a baby daughter with Quinn, which I'm sure he's not too happy about. No, but um, and Savril's a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, the whole Savril thing. You, I'll let you talk about that. Um, but that that pretty much ended Quinn's story. Is that you know, he connected with the Queen. She won him. She wanted his DNA, which he was trying to prevent that from happening. Right. But. You know, he didn't have much control over what was happening. Uh, but he, she did send him back to the regular universe. So he's back at the regular universe. And, um, you know, it's, I, I think it's it, it's great because it sets up a lot of stuff that can happen down in the future. Yeah. Like his, his daughter coming back through the yeah. rift. Yeah. Um, which would be really cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing where that storyline goes. But then a lot, a lot happened with Surreal. Because Surreal, the mirror universe Surreal was brought back with Quinn. Mm-hmm. And you want to pick that up? Yes. The cooperative queen um, refused to heal her, even though she has the ability to heal people. And and in some cases, bring them back to life. But um, she uh, refused to heal her because Savril, the mirror Savril, rejected the cooperative for what she used to work for as an agent. And she had a taste of freedom when she got rid of the Emperor, who she was otherwise attached to, and um, didn't want to belong to anyone anymore. And that included the cooperative, so she completely rejected them early on in in the season. And um, Arya did not forget that, and decided that she was not going to waste her energy on saving someone who didn't want to be saved by her. So um, Quinn argued that if she wasn't going to do that, then he insisted that Savril come with him so his people could save her. Because she was dying. And all Arya was willing to do at that point was um, just keep her, you know, bring her to a state where the doctors could save her on um, the Arabella when they went back through the rift. And when, you know, they did, they they, um, transported into sickbay and in the middle of the chaos that was going on on the Arabella, you know, they transfer, uh, transported through the rift and ended up in the regular universe again. And um, Quinn was looking for Peterson to have him take over for, you know, take mm-hmm. care of Savril, Mira Savril. Mm-hmm. And of course, Peterson finds him just surprised to see the captain's back all of a sudden and goes over to help. And, um, Quinn tells him this isn't the this is not the commander and he says well that would explain the twins she's carrying <laughs> so yeah he goes to work on that and you know and saving her and then um, Arya who is the cooperative queen um, who beamed over with them just goes on a walkabout in the in the sick bay because that's just the type of person she is you know mm-hmm. she's kind of bored by it all and wanders into a section. She's trying to find her parents on the on the ship um, telepathically, and it's so chaotic on Arabella with all that has happened while we were all in the mirror universe. She just kind of wandering around trying to find a quiet spot, 
and enters the makeshift morgue that was Ryla Drett's office. And it's silent in there because of, you know, the fact that there's no one dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one alive, that they're all yeah. dead. And she walks over and lifts a sheet just to kind of like, oh, what's this? And sees Ryla Drett and knows, you know, after she presses her fingertips to her temples, the residual information of whatever was left of Ryla told her she was a doctor and that the ship still needed their doctors. Mm-hmm. So, um, but she was distracted and because Savril walked in and so she turns around and sees her mother who, who's still in Tarosic guise from, from the mission, the away mission that occurred in the previous season. Yeah. And no one had time to get those alterations done. So anyway. Which I thought was cool. Yeah, and it helped to kind of it helped distinguish between the two, you know, Mm -hmm. describing them. So yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, let me explain now how who Arya is, the queen of the cooperative, how she came to know Commander Sabril as her mother. Um, In our backstories that Chris and I have written, and in previous seasons, we've mentioned that um, Eric used to be he's of Nacine Ilarian heritage and he has witnessed shifts in the timeline in the timeline that he originated from he was part of Savril's like an adopted family member in back in their histories and so anyway long story short um, they ended up having Arya in another timeline and she disappeared from that timeline um, when it shifted. And he always thought that it erased her. But before that happened, he was able to transfer her Katra. And that's why we have the cloned Arya, because of the Katra that was transferred to her, you know, via cloning and all of that. So this person who is the queen was actually the girl who disappeared in the timeline that shifted. And they thought that she was erased, but what happened was that she was transported to the mirror universe instead. So they they end up finding her, um, finding um, Eric, and he's very surprised to see that she's alive. He senses her presence on the ship and, and knows that something has changed, and knows that it came from outside of this reality, but doesn't know what it is until he sees her and knows you know, because obviously the clone Daria is also still in Terrasic guys because she was also on the away team. So um, he sees Arya as she is, you know, normally, and knows also that that is not the woman, you know, who has been cloned from um, his DNA and Savril's. So anyway, um, she's not a very happy person. Chris and I talked about this, and we already decided she's kind of a little screwed up in the head she's crazy <laughs> she's yeah. crazy and and i decided i mean we needed another reason rather than just the katra being taken because he says it was a copy of the katra it wasn't actually but you know taking the katra away so that couldn't have made her the way she is oh but, i didn't realize that you no know, i looked up you know different um i've decided that maybe it was a an issue with being abandoned or mm-hmm. separated from her parents for so long and i looked up um, the symptoms of uh, abandonment issues, mm-hmm. and they are pretty much parallel all of the issues that she has. Oh, <laughs> so good. yeah, so she's um, yeah, she was young too. She was young, and she's out to to um, make you know she doesn't have her parents anymore, and she's affected by that. So what does she do? She decides to you know control the situation, and mm-hmm. she's doing that by ultimately controlling the universe <laughs> and so yeah she's a little twi- twisted tweaked a yeah, little yeah. bit off and everyone else Savril notices it right off the bat even though she's trying to make a bridge you know trying to mm-hmm. calm her down because mm-hmm. she can sense that she's a little off and um, so anyway uh, she then she meets the cloned Arya and automatically there is a sibling rivalry that has been started there <laughs> yeah. So, and neither one of them, like, for instance, um, the clone Daria has had opportunities given to her that the the other would never have had, mm-hmm. and and also she feels replaced. You know, the the original. Yeah. 
And she's decided well, to she be, was replaced. So. She was, yeah. But she's also decided to no longer, she does not want to be called Ari anymore. So now it's Siren. You know, then and then they decide, you know, they've had their little family meeting and everyone's semi-okay. So Rose decides, you know what, we need to take care of the situation right now. We need to update the captain on what's going on. So they meet with him in the ready room. And, um, and he's looking kind of ragged. He's looked real ragged. He needs some sleep. Well, would you not expect him to look ragged? Yeah, I mean, exactly. yeah. S L double E P. Oh yeah. Been through the ringer. So, <laughs> and Literally. Tortured he's had nanites in his blood system. He's yeah, he's been transformed twice and stolen yeah. twice. Violated. His DNA yeah. was taken from him. Exactly. Yeah. So now Savril, no. he, he and Savril has something in common because that happened to her when. <laughs> Cloned Arya was created. There that's you, right. That's right. There you was go. Very ticked about that back in the day. Anyway, yeah. the yeah. worm has turned full circle. Exactly. So anyhow, um, that during their briefing, um, the Arabella is rocked again by a volley from the sphere, which had momentarily. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Yes. Dun, dun. <laughs> they had momentarily. They had like a ceasefire because uh, they were. You know, the, the Borg stopped firing and the Arabella's weapon systems were down at the time anyway, so they were taking that pause in the battle, taking that opportunity to repair the Arabella. And they, um, during the briefing, were starting to be attacked again. And the sphere was guarding the rift, which I remember Rick really liked that. You know, the sphere is guarding the rift. Yes. The sphere is guarding the rift. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Thanks they rush out onto the bridge. They rush out into the bridge. Um, the weapon systems are up at, I think, 90% or something. And they've had the time to correct you know, mm. what problems they had. Yeah. And so they're, the battle's going on. And um, as this is happening, Arya, the cloned Arya, gets up and Siren touches her hand, which is the cooperative queen, Siren. And um, to still her from going out onto the bridge. And there is like a psych psychic connection between them when that happens, which mm -hmm. transfers to the rest of... You know, Eric and Savril also. Mm -hmm. And Savril does not remember this other timeline, obviously, because her life has changed several times since then. And um, she has no memory of that. But in that moment, everything that Siren remembers was transferred to her father and then to Savril. So Savril remembers now what happened mm -hmm. in that timeline. So that's wow. what that was all about. And then Pretty she. Cool. Yeah, after all that happened, um, Arya realizes that N Naval is on the sphere. She knows yeah. this through mm. through Siren. Somehow Siren knows that. I don't know how, but that's what was written. And so yeah. she runs out onto the bridge and she says, "Don't fire at the ship." And um, Naval's on I it. Saw on there. Exactly. So um, it slips into the rift at that point and goes <clears throat> into the mirror universe. Oh no! Yeah. So Naval so is on the ball. Sorry. That's um, as we've mentioned before, one of Savril's children, yes, and so yes. she she asks permission for, from Quinn after she reads the readout. You know, goes to the science station, pushes the science ensign out of the way, and you know, gets some scans on the situation and realizes what's happened. She asks Quinn if she can have permission to pursue the sphere. Yeah. I think it's more of a demanding asking. She's gonna yes. go anyways. She's just looking for his approval. Yes. Which and he, he does reluctantly give. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally understands. Yeah. yeah. But so, she's not going to so be reading. Yeah, so she's gone. Yes. Um, but we do have the Mirror Universe surreal who's pregnant with twins still on the ship. Yes, she is. And we still have uh, your daughter, Surville's daughter. Marin. Marin. Yeah. Marin, she's still on the ship. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, the queen, the cooperative queen, Siren, and... Uh, are no Siren and Surreal yeah. left Surreal. together yeah. and went through the rift, and that that's yeah. at the point that yeah. yeah. So so yeah so I mean lots of lots of stuff happening. Mm -hmm. um, oh, but we did mention uh, you need to mention Ry uh, Ryla. Oh yeah, yeah she's she's back, but yeah. uh, the the symbiont was was destroyed when the blast struck her in the in the midsection at yeah. the beginning of the season. So, so she's not Ryla Dret, she's just Ryla. She's just Ryla, and I've been considering whether she needs to have her name changed. Well, so, yeah, I mean, she would go back to being her, her original yeah, name. Yeah, her original name, which would be confusing, though, so I'm not sure. 
Well, she can stay Ryla. I mean, maybe she wants to stay Ryla Dredd. Even she could be the Dredd she, is not part of her anymore. Or she could be Ryla Smith, yeah. like Matt. <laughs> Ryla Smith, yes. But yeah, but but she's you know she still has memories, right? Of, of yeah, she has. Joined. She has all yeah. the memories. She knows that she that it's yeah. gone. So I mean, Dredd's still part. I mean, it's like being married and then losing your husband. You're not going to change your name. Exactly. Oh, I guess you're right. You know, yeah, she's sure. still going to be Ryla Dredd. The Dredd's no longer alive, so it's not like anyone else could be Dredd. Yes. Let, well, let's put an X between Ryla X Dredd. <laughs> That's true. We could do that. But just... I wanted to explain how she was raised from the dead. Yes, please okay, do. Good, good, yes. Good. Okay. You know how the cooperative collects genes? It, you know, like the, the um, board collects people for you know cybernetic reasons and technology? Yes. Well, yes, Selective yes. collects d- DNA and genes. Well, they had assimilated the, Kobol- the Kobolai, which is from the Delta Quadrant. Mm-hmm. And that was in his, uh, an episode of Voyager. And mm-hmm. the way those that species... Um, uh, reproduces is they they are kind of like scavengers they find dead the dead and resurrect they can resurrect them if they haven't been dead longer than 48 hours and they yep. become a koboli yeah and so that's how she was thought, that was a very cool way of bringing her back that was chris's idea i can't take that, credit for it that that was very cool it was it's something so so it makes sense i mean you know in the star trek world it makes sense mm-hmm. On why they would bring her back. Yeah, so, well, Dret was, like I said, destroyed. Yeah. You know, but there's no remnants left because there was an autopsy performed. Yeah. Um, was... That Peterson, that um, Iceman who plays Dr. Peterson, mentioned in the first part of the season. Mm-hmm. So I had to bring that back in. And, you know, mm-hmm. that wasn't even a part but of her. So. Yeah, but your intent wasn't to have Dret back anyways. No, well, my, my... Exactly. The thing is... In all the, I've been reading books about writing and character development, and mm-hmm. this is why I did it. I thought I think maybe I should explain. Um, what yeah, I, learned, I was, I'm sorry, I wasn't happy when you killed her. Off yeah. The so. Well, I never intended for her to be dead for long because honestly, she's my favorite character between she and Sabril. Mm-hmm. But um, just because I think she's probably more like me, just because mm-hmm. I'm, I know more about the way I would react to situations because of the way. You know, I can use that character to react mm-hmm. better than Savril. Savril's, she, even though she has emotion, it's easier for me to write for an emotional character, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, um, I did this so that I can develop her character because good characters go through a change over their, the, over the, their lifespan. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't always be, um, uh, you know, Glinda the Good Witch, or you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. always you know, like always happy, and everyone loves her, and <laughs> she's so popular. You know, yeah, yeah. So she has to go through something that makes her, you know, that shapes her a little more. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it, and I and I know that um, um, uh, Dax died, and I didn't want that to be. I didn't want it to be similar. You know, because mm-hmm. she just died, and that was it. And then somebody else replaced her. And, oh, look, it's the same person and different yeah. body. And I don't want to do that kind of a thing. So yeah. it's the same individual. The personality is the same. It's the same body, but the symbiote is gone. And how it's would gone. she deal with that? Because it's never happened before. Mm-hmm. You could A trill cannot, and a, and, a, and a symbiont cannot survive being separated after they've been joined. So yeah, this right. would be a unique. And how would she deal with that situation? I like it. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where you take her in, in, in yeah, the future really seasons. Cool. Yeah. So she's like very lone. I saw that episode on Deep Space Nine where um, she, um, Dax was temporarily removed, mm-hmm. you know, to be transplanted uh-huh. to that oh, cycle yeah. trill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she, when she woke up, was very scared and felt very lonely. You know. Yeah. yeah. So I was trying to figure out how Ryla would uh, react and. She had actually died, so I would think that she'd be a little more, yeah, up about that. So. Yeah, yeah, she'll yeah. be visiting uh, Doctor Margon. Doctor Margon a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Counselor. now it'll be Counselor Margon. But... Yeah, sorry, <laughs> we're uh, we're still in Mirror Universe. <laughs> yeah, I won't be experimenting on her at all. Good. That good. would be good. No scalpels involved. <laughs> nice. Sorry for that very long-winded explanation. But that that's... was great. No, I think it's good. You covered a lot of. You had a lot of story to cover, so. You brought us right up to date. All right. Um, Rick, do you want to take a crack at the other big story that was happening, which would be the Alliance and the Klingons? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I'm not very good at that. 
<laughs> well, you you start and we'll help out. At this point, the thing that I, I um, well, there was there was the big whole thing about uh, blowing up the the ship blowing up and uh, the Theleron generator, so on and so forth. And I'm not exactly sure how it all left off. So you have to. Help. I can help a little bit there. Um, Thank you. What's happened? What happened was um, Taros, the planet Taros in the mirror universe is. Is gone. It's gone. Yeah. It's yeah. That, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the whole the the whole system in that area has been wiped out. So who knows whether or not the people that were on the Tiberius and you know the Alliance ship made it out of there before that happened. We don't it's, know. That's true. We don't know. Dun dun dun. <laughs> so the last yeah. thing the last thing Karak said was, uh, "Kalis, forgive us. What have we done?" Yeah. So you don't know. Yeah, that's true. But it was good to have Worf involved and stuff. That was cool. Yeah, and yeah. Wraith, Wraith did a great job writing. Oh, he was for, awesome that from was the like, Klingon perspective. Yes, mm-hmm. and of very, course, very cool. Um, was Catan? Of course, have we already talked about him dying? dying? Yes. Okay. The Mirror Catan. Yeah. The Mirror, yeah. yeah. The Mirror Catan. Yes. Dies. Mm-hmm. But, and um, he was sacrificed himself. Yeah. Yeah. Which was. Kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the whole mirror universe experiment experiment uh, turned out really good. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I think it was a little difficult for people to transition back into the regular universe because there were very little posts going on after that, and I wasn't sure if it was because but everyone was on vacation from. That's you know, what I'm thinking. I think it was it was holiday because we went back right you know as Thanksgiving was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from Thanksgiving to Christmas, people are just super busy. Mm-hmm. Or they're not at work, or they're not doing. They're not at their computer all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So Do yeah, wanna... def- I'm sorry. Go slow- ahead. It just yeah, definitely slowed down. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to you know wrap up Margon and everything and talk about Jadan and stuff, but I just didn't have time. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. I think it gives us an opportunity to revisit in the future the mirror universe. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, to reinsert them. But um, yeah, so I think that turned out really good. Yes, it was great. Yeah, it was. A, it was a fun. I'm looking forward to seeing. I don't know if we're going to make it into a dramatization, but if yes. we ever, if we do, um, I think season eight would be a good. Mm-hmm. Wow, it would be uh, very dramatic good story. Yeah, a good story to make season. Uh, you know, into a dramatization. So we'll see how the fifth season turns out. Yeah, it's it's coming along. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's, I'm sure it's going to be great when it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because I know several of the actors who've played parts bought new microphones now, so nice. the quality awesome. of the recordings will have gone up. Nice, so that's good. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So I think that's going to do it for the story so far, and for season eight. All right, so let's go ahead and let's move on to our final thoughts. We are the Borg. Resistance is futile. Plug into your alcove as we communicate our final thoughts. So for our final thoughts, I wanted to just discuss what we have planned for the future. Obviously, we have a season nine coming up. Yes. Um, we will be taking probably a few weeks off from writing. It probably won't start until after our Skype call, which is on the 24th mm-hmm. um, at 10 o'clock Pacific time, 12 o'clock Central, 1 o'clock Eastern, and I think it's 5 o'clock uh, in England, which we have some writers in England. It's also the Ready Room one year anniversary, so uh, we're looking forward to that. And uh, we just plan on having you know a Skype call. It's gonna be a uh, you know nothing really formal. It's gonna be fun. We figure we'll do a few contests. We'll give out a few awards for you know favorite posts and sure. And stuff I'm bringing. Like that. I'm gonna bring snacks. There you go. <laughs> and um, we will also want, we also want to discuss season nine because mm-hmm. um, we do have ideas. It's gonna be. Definitely different than season eight. Um, I think uh, our main objective right now is to let the big players take a rest. You know, so Quinn won't be as as prominent, and you know, Margon won't be as prominent, and Savril won't be. Well, Savril's gone, but alternate universe Savril. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, we're hoping to do like a what we consider like a lower deck type of. Mm-hmm. Show so it'll be about Ryla Drett. You know, Jen will be playing her more. I'll be playing Lieutenant Took more. Right. Uh, Margon will be doing or Moy or Rick. I get your J- name J- right. Doing, hey, so J- many J- names. J- You'll be doing yeah. Jadan more. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all these these secondary characters. I think it would be fun to do a story of. Yeah, them. they'll be the main characters this season. Yeah. Yeah, but and also the thing to bring up is that even even if you have a main character, you could still play them. Just oh yeah, uh, definitely. And especially if you um, like you don't have very many other secondary characters and you didn't post a lot. I mean, I, I don't think we should limit anybody to, from using their main character. Oh no, no, no! I wasn't saying yeah. that. I just know from just personal. Like, I'm not yeah. going to be. Quinn will be there and he will mm-hmm. show up when needed, but right. he's not going to be the main character that I'm going to be playing for season nine. Right. Uh, this is. I, I think this is. I want to make this like a character building season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's there will be action and obviously things will happen and, but it won't be this huge, gigantic exactly. story where the ship is in danger and you know everyone's gonna die and so we just we want something a little bit simpler. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we need to break from our big story arcs. So yeah, we got together and discussed a little bit about it and we think you know after something like this was will have happened. You know, like something traumatic like this, mm-hmm. they would fix their, you know, ship issues and then they'd take yeah. a little break. And yeah. so it may be not so much a shore leave, but just kind of like a R&R yeah. type situation. Well, I know uh, Chris, Chris mentioned in an email that he, he's looking forward to, wa- to landing the Arabella on the planet mm-hmm. for repairs, which I think is a cool idea. Yeah. It's a great idea. You know, just, and then if people want to go off planet or, you know, mm-hmm. off the ship, they can go onto the planet and they can have an adventure there. Mm hmm. Um, but it's definitely going to be more personal character building type of uh, posts. Yes. Um, Which I know and, a lot of people have some of that to do. I know. For, yeah. So. And, I, and I know some people don't like them. Some people have a hard time figuring mm-hmm. out what they're going to do. And if you need help, then please ask Jen or myself. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a lot of extra characters that we can team up with you if you want to do something together. Um, a lot of joint posts. Joint posts are always your friend. Yes, yes they are. And uh, I like the idea of doing it more of a character. But those are my favorite seasons, actually. It's so funny because yeah. that's that's what I really enjoy. Yeah. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. I like a little bit of both. Yeah. I definitely, so. I definitely like character building. And sometimes you get so involved in, in the action that you barely get any kind of character development mm-hmm. you know and yeah. so and like like jen said so much stuff happened in season eight to Savril, yeah. to her kids to ryla to quinn you know that yeah it'd be great to see the how reaction. it affects them yeah 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 you know and and what's great is i'm going to be doing quinn's whatever happened to quinn through took's eyes his partner right mm-hmm. which is really you know, cool. so he'll be seeing it he'll be seeing you know the captain of the ship falling apart right or having issues Right. From what happened. Mm-hmm. So that's that I'm looking forward to writing from that perspective. So it's not you gave me, you gave me a really good eyes. idea. You gave me a really good idea to maybe see through Jadam's eyes of taking care of Margon as he recovers. Yeah. Um, from from being, you know, borgified. Borgified. And oh, then yeah, and then and then and then Margon um, trying to help people through, you know, even though he's been hurt, trying to help mm-hmm. people through their experience that they had too. That'll yeah. be good. I think it's gonna be cool. Yeah, because that yeah, who else will be dealing with issues? <laughs> Eric. Yeah. Eric. Hey, everybody. Just, yeah, Eric is a little upset that everybody now knows his dirty little laundry secrets. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I know his yeah. daughter came back, but she's not staying. She's going away. Next week on The Ship Turns. <laughs> as the ship the turns. The ship turns. <laughs> or as the ship lands. Yeah, so I, 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 think, I think it's a really good time for us mm-hmm. to slow down and do this. You know, and we're not going to put a time limit on on how long. Um, I don't know. Have we discussed if we're going to be doing acts again? I think it helps to do acts because people okay. know. Okay, this is about to end. Let's okay. transition. We'll just so, have to figure out what we're going to do yes. with each act. I and, mean, and I think the problem with having a shore leave in the past was that people were like, "Okay, I did my one thing I wanted to do. Now what?" And they were kind of yeah. stuck. But we are talking about like having different things like lists of things that would be going on you mm-hmm. know for shore leave and one of them I, we proposed was like okay it would start out maybe a couple of weeks after the fact so that most of these things had already taken place you know that yeah people yeah, are yeah. moving on and we can kind of describe what happened but mm-hmm. that maybe we start out the scene at a party maybe someone's being promoted or at someone's birthday and then we have mm-hmm. that kind of a situation because i think there was a scene a few seasons ago that people so thoroughly enjoyed you know being in five or the afterburner mm-hmm. and um 
I think that was like a lot of people's favorite part of the RPG that season was just yeah, having we, we their, were playing have the open mic and we were playing it yeah was it was fun. fun it was a lot of fun and yeah. so we'll start out with that and then we'll have little things like there could be you know how Worf had like his martial arts class we could have that you know adventures right. so we'll have a list of things to talk about next oh week, yeah you know definitely discuss well, I mean about- yeah I mean Quinn I'll, I'll obviously be doing the first post probably like a captain's log mm-hmm. saying how we've been grounded for repairs it'll be you know so many weeks or so many a month or you know yeah just to kind of give up people ideas of what's happening you know during those two weeks off mm-hmm. um, and then we can go into the story of you know heading to the party or promotions or something we'll figure yeah. it out yeah it's still cool. in the early stages i mean you know that's why we plan on having the skype call because we do want everyone's input so yeah. That'll be if, fun. If you're a writer or just a reader or a listener, you may join us for the Skype party. Woohoo! Um, just make sure you either PM me uh, your Skype name, or you can email it to me at theReadyRoomPodcast at gmail.com. You can also, I would like to encourage people to send comments about Season 8. Um, what was their favorite post? Did they have a favorite storyline? Did they like where we took characters? Did they, did they not like where we took characters? Um, you are know, you, Kenny? Are you going to post? You and Jen going to post a uh, a readers poll for the for that show beforehand, so that um, we had talked a little bit about that of maybe having some of the folks that are reading or part of the RPG vote on certain things like like readers choice. Oh yeah, or, we talked about doing that for um, part of our awards ceremony because right that'd be really fun because uh, Jen and I are going to be handing out you know stuff. To people about you know well fictitious awards to right you to, guys are going to hand those out and i'm going to make wisecracks about them all yes <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna be doing that um we just haven't finalized what awards and who's going to get what and we'll do that in the next few weeks and then we thought about we would add uh a, a reader's choice yeah, yeah people's, cho- people's choice jen came up with a great idea of people's choice and we'll like list maybe 10 award you know 10 things about season eight of the rpg and, and, and nominate the, yeah yeah and then and the listeners would nominate and vote on who they think did the best you know reading or was the most improved in writing or had the best story development or you know stuff like that so yeah we definitely plan on doing that it's just a matter of sitting down and and hammering out all the details mm-hmm. cool so and, and something i wanted to bring up there has been a little bit of a discussion on extra characters this mm-hmm. season, and I think a few people have created profiles for them or have, have the intent on creating profiles. Um, that's always a good idea is to make the profile, but if you have an idea for a character um, that hasn't already been written about in the story, please pass it by Kenny and I first, yes. just so we make sure there's nobody else who already has a character like that, or it's like, you know, not just so that it fits the story and the continuity yes. of our story. And then um, the other thing is in this break that we have between seasons it's the perfect opportunity for you if you already have a character or if you've created a profile and and there's no you know you haven't written anything is consider creating a backstory for your character because i mean now's the time to write it if you want to practice for the new season and it's a great resource for you to pull from when you're writing your character developing posts for this upcoming season that backstory is like a tool for you to use um, something to draw from from their history that they could you know could affect their lives now I do I, I've used a lot Savril has a very extensive one and I've used it quite a bit and, and not only is it fun to write but it's a it's very helpful to me mm-hmm. in, in knowing how she would react and why she has mm-hmm. reacted the way she does that's really cool that's really cool yeah um, I also have uh, there's a thread on the forums at treksandsci-fi.com um, that is requesting people to let me know if you're going to continue with season nine because um, we did have people drop out uh, mid-season of season eight and people who just kind of disappeared um, and I really want to make sure I'm trying to do the crew roster and mm-hmm. I want to have a complete roster of all the characters who are going to be in season nine so if you can go to that thread and just say yes you're going to continue give me your characters names who are going to continue with you or no you're done for the day you know done um just so i can get the, the a clear view of of who, what crew we have and That's we may great. we may need to move people around if we don't have anyone in security anymore if we don't have 
you know, a chief medical doctor. They did it on TNG. We can do it on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you can make sure, if you're a writer of the RPG, to go to that thread and just let me know. I think almost everybody has posted what they what their intentions are. So, uh, I'm just waiting for a few more people to post. And, of course, this is a perfect time for any new people who want to come join our RPG. Um, especially during a character development. This would be probably a better way to, to introduce your character and to get into the story more. Yeah. Um, so if you, if you definitely want to join us, um, like I said, you can go to www.trexandsci-fi.com, click on the forums link, and there's a whole RPG section. Uh, there's explanations on how to create a character profile, uh, what the rules are, um, how to write a post. Uh, it's very detailed stuff on there, um, courtesy of Jen. Um, and then also, as Jen mentioned, make sure you send us your ideas uh, of new characters. Have you guys have any, anything else for final thoughts? No, I just I want to applaud everyone everything. who participated. Yeah. And yes. It was, really fun. It was, really it was great. a great, great season. Thank you to all the writers. Thank you to all the readers. Yes. Uh, we really couldn't do it without the readers. So, And it's the true. listeners. Obviously, and, we do it the for the listeners. Re- so. Yeah, and the people that do the audio recordings. Thank you for that. And thank you. I, let me just say <clears throat> thank you, Jen and Kenny, for uh, the wonderful job you do of organizing it, making it go well. So thank You're you. Welcome. And thank you, Rick, for joining us on That's the Red Room Podcast. Everybody needs a little comedy relief once in a while. Of course. <laughs> All right. So I think that is going to do it. This is Kenny. This is Jen. And this is Rick. Hailing frequencies closed. All music on this podcast was performed by Rick Moyer or his royalty-free music. Also, I would like to thank Metrano 7 for the introduction music.